Okay. All right, everybody, welcome. We're recording. Yay. 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 <laughs> I do miss Dime Store Siri. Okay. All right. Uh, so, last time on D&D, &D, uh, the four of you, uh, through your own paths, ended up in the city of New Haven uh, on a week's end day. Uh, where you found yourself um, quickly embroiled in an adventure. Uh, the, uh, uh, the merchant named Fedva had her caravan uh, attacked and her twin brother kidnapped uh, and offered you all 25 gold pieces to bring him back alive or 10 gold pieces if you brought back his body. Uh, uh, so you ventured off uh, to meet up with the bandits, where you found Dwight Muscles in his band of jackals. Uh, Dwight uh, was very cautious and had scoped out a pretty advantageous spot uh, and didn't really seem interested in negotiating, just wanted all the caravan goods in exchange for Mort's life. Uh, so you, uh, you left, uh, but Brindley uh, turned into a snake known as Sneckley. Uh, <laughs> and uh, slithered back to the camp, got some intel, and discovered that um, Dwight is extra paranoid and suspicious, and uh, realized that if you guys came back, it would probably be a trap and had planned on using two sort of uh, magical grenades to blow y'all up. Magic uh, grenades? So uh, you said, fuck that, uh, kind of came around from a different angle, and using some magic, we're able to get to Dwight's camp without them noticing. Uh, inside the camp, y'all went into beast mode and very quickly uh, <laughs> took care of them. Uh, I think I think the only person that took a hit was uh, Gwen. Took a punch from Dwight. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, it was very decisively done. Uh, and so you freed Mort, uh, and then along with your adventuring companion Brad. Uh, Started carrying, uh, uh, started carrying the re uh, remaining alive bandits back to town to capture a bounty on them. Uh, Brindley captured the two magical grenades, which I will add to D&D Beyond later. But, uh, so, uh, Brad is carrying uh, one of the henchmen. 88 was carrying uh, Dwight as the rest of you started walking back to town. Uh, Mort in tow uh, when uh, 88 caught just a faintest glimpse of something in the grass and before he could even react, it pounced out uh, tackling Brad and like biting a chunk out of Brad's neck. Red shirt down. <laughs> uh, so uh, we start this session uh, on the 7th of planting, still the week's end. Um, you are standing on just the faintest hint of a road uh, that used to be there and is no longer maintained. Uh, so you've got, oh, uh, you've got this large, about horse-sized cat-like creature with uh, dark black fur, like pitch black, almost like Vinta black, where it's just absorbing all light. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, its fur appears to be made of blades uh, and it's got just these unnaturally protruding kind of like teeth, like teeth slash fangs coming out of its mouth. 
uh, and as it's as it's uh, standing over Brad, uh, you know, with a bit of Brad's like blood dripping out of its mouth, it just looks up at you all and growls this low supernatural growl. Uh, all right, so it is uh, Brad was walking kind of near the front, so uh, so there's Brad and the beast. Uh, and then probably five feet back from that is Brinley and Nithius. Uh, then five feet behind them is 88 and Gwen. And five feet behind you two is Mort. So uh, Brinley and Nithis, you're next to the creature. 88 and Gwen, you're 10 feet away. Mort is 15 feet away. Uh, I, I would say let's roll for initiative. That sounds like a pretty good bet here. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, pretty this session is going to end the same way the last one did. <laughs> well, so, we only have one red shirt. <laughs> With Brad hit me. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Um, Brindley, what was your initiative? Um, that is 18. 18? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 88, what's yours? 20. 180, nice. Nithius? Seven. Seven. And Gwyn. Oh, no, no, I'm so sorry. It's a uh, five. What's your What's your dex modifier? Uh, my initiative's only... Oh, no, wait, no. It's heroes always go first, enemy second when there's a tie. I, I relearned those rules recently. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, Gwyn? 13. All right. So, um, 88, you go first. Okay. Uh, and don't forget, you've got Dwight, you a, a handful of Dwight. <laughs> right, I'm going to drop Dwight. <laughs> and uh, out comes the double-bladed scimitar, and I'm going to attack the tiger thing. Probably not with a two, so... <laughs> so you step up, mm -hmm. uh, kind of past Brindley, so you're adjacent to the creature. Mm -hmm. The two will miss. Right, bonus action attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's probably also going to miss. That's a 12. That will miss. All right. Then I am ineffective. All right. Uh, puts up a Brindley. Give me one sec. I'm looking up stats for these shapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, straight up elk and shift into that. And hey, elkly. Kind of move around the edge, trying to be like alluring. Drag so him gonna, away from the. Uh, so you're just sort of sticking in his threat radius, but going behind him? Yeah. Okay. Bring him away from like the. Uh, um, the models. What's his name? Brad. Mort. Mort, oh yeah. Brad, yeah. <laughs> I think he's gone. I'm assuming he's already dead. 
Uh, what's up, Gwyn? Is Brad dead? Uh, do you want to roll me a perception check? Actually, let's call it a medicine check. Thanks for the Nope, I got a two. No idea. He's laying on the ground. He's not, doesn't seem to be moving much. Uh, and you can just see like blood like pouring out of his neck. <clears throat> and Brent was kind of, was, was not a, like a complete, he was somewhat of a badass in the fight, right? Friendly was the badass. He made us feel really good. Yeah, Friendly took the stage. He was a good hype man. He was definitely the Flava Flav to you all. Yeah, (laughs) he was very excited to watch us. Um, Okay, let me see. How many channel divinities do I have per day? How can I tell how many channel divinities I have per day? You have two. You're a paladin. Yeah. Oh, I think it's you have one. Per long rest. Okay. Well, then I will go ahead and um, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and, and use my channel divinity to um, rebuke the violent. So this uh, this creature um, has to make a wisdom saving throw, and on a failure, it takes radiant damage equal to the damage it just dealt. Or half of this. All right, let's see. Wisdom save. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes damage equal to plot damage. <laughs> All right. Uh, it got a 17 on the wisdom save. Jeez. Oh, well, then it succeeds. It rolled well. Uh, so it takes half damage. Whatever. All right. Uh, of, of whatever amount of damage you decide, Brad was worth. <laughs> well, that's just. Uh, I'll go ahead and ro- I'll go ahead and roll for it now. <laughs> and so the, it was. Uh, read exactly damage like the last damage it dealt, or the damage it dealt on this last turn, or. Uh, it says on a failure, the attacker takes radiant damage equal to the damage it just dealt, or half damage on some. Is this a reaction ability? No. Well, oh yeah, it is a reaction. Right. So you have to cast it in response to it damaging someone. So I could say that, yeah, you, you cast this as Brad was injured if you want. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I'm gonna do. And then I'll just draw my rapier and uh, so that, that action didn't happen. That happened before your turn. Well, I guess you would have been surprised at that point, maybe. Yeah, whatever. It takes some damage. <laughs> it happened before your turn. I'm not going to sweat it. Okay. Uh, and then do you, want, do you want me to go up and attack it, or, or do you want me to just You go? do what you want to do, my friend. I will yeah, you, have a, you still have your action. <laughs> well, then I will attack. Ooh. Uh, 20 lots, 23. Okay. Deal damage. <clears throat> Sean, for God's sake. Um, uh, 11 lots of damage. 
All right. Uh, Nithyas. Okay. Um, I am definitely going to attack it, but how close am I to it? You are adjacent. Adjacent, so I'm directly in his threat radius. Okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, all of you are now. Okay. Bonus action. All right. So then I am going to cast. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm going to cast Mind Sliver. And I drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of the creature. Target must make an intelligence 14 save. Intelligence 14. All right. Let's see what it gets. Uh, oh, intelligence is not a good skill for it. Uh, it gets an eight total. Okay. Um, and then, so that's a fail. So it does take 1d6 damage, uh, which is four. And the first time it makes a saving throw before the end of my next turn, it has to roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the save. All right, so if it makes any saving throws before your next turn, it loses a d4. Mm-hmm. Great. Cool, I like it. Yeah, me too. And I'm going to save all my other shit, see how badass this thing actually is. Okay. Can I roll a, a survival check to see if I know what it is? Uh, I'd say it'd be a nature check. Nature check? Okay. Um, not actually that good at that, but I like rolling dice. <laughs> so bad! It's so bad! I got a seven! Which I know you have her around here, so you're not sure. <laughs> so bad. All right. Um, it's turn... Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I used my bonus action to back up 10 feet, and I don't cause a reaction. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. Sorry. Forgot how to play the game. It's all right. Um, on its turn, it kind of looks at all of you, uh, and then... Using Brad's voice, it just says, mine. Hey. What? Does, uh, it see, does Brad do the speaking, or is this voice in our heads? No, it's coming from its mouth. Yeah. What the fuck? Talking and then, big cat. And then it's going to attack the smallest. So <laughs> Gwen, <laughs> it's the going to like make that. an attack with its claws. Wipes at you, natural 20. Woo! Merciful, merciful roll. 21 points of damage. Oh, All right. <clears throat> you out? No, I'm down to 11. Good God. Yeah. Would have knocked my ass right out. <clears throat> uh, and then it's going to... Uh, kind. Of, it's just going to kind of uh, whip its tail at you. 
And the tails are just, you know, covered in these blades. Is, is the Pokemon using Tail Whip right now? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a less good roll. Uh, 15. <laughs> oh, that's a miss. Yeah. All right. <laughs> What's up, 88? Top of the round. Okay, well, this has not gone well. Uh, I am going to uh, I'm going to reach out towards Gwyn and as my fingers touch him there's a little spark a little shock of electricity that passes into him as I cast Cure Wounds Nice Is Five whole points of healing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? That is it. That is all I can do. You have action surge. I used it in the last fight. It's a once per combat ability. It's a once per short rest. Short rest. Are we saying we had a short rest? Yeah. Oh. 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 You guys took like a bit to like loot the area and stuff. That's true. Then I will reset that and use action surge. <laughs> uh, and I will attack. Try to roll better than last time. Does it? Does a ten hit? <laughs> Bonus action attack. How about a twenty-one? There you go. Uh, that will hit. Okay. So that is rerolling that. That is four points of damage. All right. <laughs> Dice are snarky today over there. They are snarky today. This is true. Uh, Brindley. I'm sorry, Elkley. Elkley. Okay. Um, I am... Oh, Brindley is going she, to... She's turned like... into an elk. Oh! Rear up on her back legs and then bring them down into the little <laughs> cat monster that's attacking the little tiny friend. <clears throat> All right. This horse-sized cat monster. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um, that is... 23? That will hit. Ready for Ooh, double four. 19? Wait, no. Eight, 19, 11. 11 points? Yeah. Uh, it, it's not expecting such a, a fearsome attack. Uh, and you bloodied it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Nice. Okay. Puts up uh, Gwen. Um... I've got nothing in terms of spells that will help. So, what is that? I will smack it again. Oh, it's probably my oven you're hearing. Okay. It could be the train in the background here, too. Yeah, it seems like an oven. 
Yeah, it was high pitched. 18 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. Uh, 12. All right. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's just bleeding now, this strange, like, purple blood. It's almost almost fluorescent as it comes out of this, like, pitch black uh, form. Ew. All right, puts up Nithius. Okay. Dungeon in space. Um, space. That's in space. You're so warm. It's too hot for you on my lap. Okay, I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb with Thunder Damage. Are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> yep, that is an 8, which I imagine does fail. Uh, yes, 8 will miss. I don't really want to use my sorcery points on this thing. So yes, that's all I can do. It's turn. It is going to leap 20 feet uh, from where it's at into the grass. It's gonna, oh. that which will provoke from everybody adjacent to it. So, so Alkley, 88, and Gwyn. And that's any one of our melee attacks? Oh, I'm sorry, it's gonna jump 40 feet, not 20. It's very far. Yes. 17 to hit. I'll hit. Uh, 20 to hit. That'll hit. 12. That'll miss. Mm-hmm. Four. Eight points of slashing damage. Or bludgeoning. All right, how much bludgeoning did you do? Four. Right, it uh, it jumps into the grass. Uh, and you lose sight of it. Well, damn. Uh, puts up eighty-eight. Um. I am going to regret not buying a healing potion. (laughs) And I guess ready an attack if it reappears near me. That's really all I can do. Oakley? Um... I'm going to drop my beach shape and then try to send 
seven HP to poor Brad bleeding out. Can you us? Um, it's interesting. Uh, so when you when you when you look at Brad, you actually see that not only has the bleeding stopped, but the wound has closed. Uh oh. Yeah. He's a vampire. Something bad's about to happen. Uh, do All you right, still sorry. do you still send the seven HP his way? No. <laughs> <laughs> Could I not have dropped my form? Sure. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna wait for the thing to come back and um, attack it. If I can charge it, I wanna charge it, but that movement and an attack is the same thing as a elf thing. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, what's the is it like part of one ability? Uh, yeah, so if you move at least twenty feet straight ahead towards your target as you're hitting it with the ram thing, you can charge it and hit it further. Or for more points. Hmm. All right, Gwyn. Um so I'm going to go ahead and pop my divine sense. Um, and so I can detect good and evil. Until the end of my next turn, I can sense anything affected uh, by the hallow spell or another location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. So, so celestial fiends and undead within 60 feet. Just those three? Yeah. All right. Uh, you do not detect anything. Okay. I think that's, I think that's all I can do. Uh, Nithyas. Okay, I am going to go ahead and uh, since I roll like shit, I'm just going to use my action to investigate what's going on with Brad. All right. Um, investigation? Uh, will it be uh, medicine? Medicine. Yep, don't have that either. Probably going to fail. <laughs> the first good roll I've made. That's a 17. Oh, uh, he uh, he's unconscious, but he appears to be stable. Okay. And the wound? Uh, there's like a bunch of blood, but like the wound itself is completely closed. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, that was my action, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I will just stand up so that I'm not kneeling on the ground and it's my turn. All right. Um, Uh, 88. Secret stuff I saw that, Chris. <laughs> Your turn. Sorry. Has anything happened? Not that you can see. Should we go or stay? Mort's like, let's get out of here while we got the chance. Shut up, Mort. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably best if we go. I still feel like I'm in initiative order, though. <laughs> Mort, says, Mort says, what happened to Dwight? What? Uh, no. Look behind Dwight. where you dropped Dwight, and he is no longer there. Shit. Is the other one gone? No, he's still there. 
we just leave the other it's one? Like under, it's actually under Brad. <laughs> so, was Dwight just unconscious? He was tied up and unconscious. Okay, so he took his chance to run away. Maybe. Maybe. Or oh, wait, or Mort, wait. I'm forgetting who people were. Mort was the dwarf? Yeah, yeah. the one you rescued. Oh, sorry. I, for some reason, I was thinking Mort was the other bandit that we tied up. <laughs> No, that was... You, this one didn't have a name. Oh. I don't think it had a name. You that killed Ted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the wind blows slightly, like rustling yep. the grass, kind of. I'm oh! going to pick up... Oh, God. Stop. Sorry. I'm going to pick up Brad and put him over my shoulder. All right. And what about uh, what about an unnamed uh, Dwight Hinchman number four? <laughs> Can I pick them both up on the same turn? Uh, sure. Then I'll pick them both up and put. Them What's your carrying shoulders? capacity? Just out of curiosity. Tis. I'm sure, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, two hundred twenty-five pounds. Oh, Brad's kind of heavy set, so you would have a hard time. You've got a big elk next to you. Yeah, I was going to say, throw one of them on... I'll throw the bandit over the elk. We should go. I yeah, we should definitely am an elk. I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. Expressive there, elk facial gestures. Is there, um, is there any of that blood on the ground? Which blood? From the thing? The purple blood. Cat purple cat blood? Yeah. Um, I think I will try to take some of that with us so we can maybe see what that thing wants. All right. So you're proceeding down back to town? Mm-hmm. Keeping an eye on the grasses around us yeah. <laughs> yeah with a readied action yeah. nervous so uh what what kind of speed are you are you are you uh are you walking leisurely kind of a forced march scooby-doo speed scooby-doo <laughs> scooby-doo like running mm-hmm. power walking quickly uh, away from the large cat creature yeah. we're not being quiet <laughs> All right. Okay. So I need everybody to roll me a Constitution check. Uh, we're called a Constitution save. Uh, and, sake. and a move silently check with is disadvantage. That is a move silently check or stealth check with disadvantage. Is Sorry, I've been playing Neverwinter Nights. Move silently is still that third edition lingo back in my head. Um, is is the con save for um, our speed? Exhaustion. Yeah. Because I'm not affected by the first level of exhaustion. Oh, so you don't have to worry about it. Because of the background. I can move up to twice the normal hours. Awesome. You're good. Okay. I think that's what it means. Why isn't it on my freaking... In fact, you might say you're in your environment here. I got a seven. Oh my gosh. Shush. Fuck. I got an eight for both because my die hates me tonight. God. I got a 17 and a 13. 
So, uh, Gwyn and 88. Uh, 88, you're feeling a little worn down, so exhaustion level one. Uh, Gwyn, you are, your little legs are not used to this much running. <laughs> <laughs> you're also at exhaustion level one. Uh, Elkley and, uh, and Nithis, you're both fine. Uh, Mort is definitely at exhaustion level one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're both talking at the same time. What did you say, Caitlin? Um, I, I was just going to read this to you. Um, you can move twice the normal amount of time each day before being subject to the effect of force march. Mm -hmm. And additionally, I can find a safe route um, to land. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'd say you'll even need to roll for the okay. roll for it. All right. Uh, you see the familiar buildings of New Haven reaching out towards you, uh, and you arrive back in the city limits. Uh, a pair of uh, there's a just some like city guards posted like kind of at this western entrance. Like there aren't all the entrances, just kind of to keep an eye on things. And uh, one of them uh, looks at you uh, all and says, uh, "Oh shit, you all okay?" I stand there very patiently waiting for someone to take the bandit off. <laughs> big, big uh, Can you point us to like a healer's hut or something? Uh, you mean like a, a, a temple or? Where do they heal people? I, this is Caitlin asking. I don't know. Like, oh, a, a temple. Okay. Point us to a temple then where we can take. Can, right, we, uh, can we give them? Can we give these guys the bandit? That we can. Uh, we want to take them to the constabulary. Uh, they say that's a bandit on the back of that elk. Yep. Yeah. Make an elk noise. I know it has his He's one of the hyenas. What a, what a, Is that what they what? call themselves? Jackals. Yeah. Jackals. Sorry. <laughs> Matthew's brain is failing tonight. Um, yeah. He, uh, he says, one of the jackals. He says, Dwight, Dwight Muscles Group? Yeah, yes. We lost Dwight, unfortunately, but we got this guy. Uh, yeah, well, uh, they, uh, they give you directions to the uh, constabulary, um, and they say, uh, yeah, you should uh, talk to Jessica about that. She'll be real interested to hear about whatever it is you guys did out there. They point at Brad. Is that another one or? No. No, this is our red shirt. Red shirt. <laughs> he was a, attacked by a blade cat. One of them kind of squints. Wait, is that Brad Rosso? Probably. I don't think we knew his last name. Oh, he never asked. <laughs> uh, he says, that guy owes me five copper. You might be out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, they give you directions to the temple and they give you directions to the constabulary. So what, where do you all go? Temple first. I can take Brad to the temple if you guys want to take the bandit to the constabulary. That way we can DL really. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll come meet you at the temple. I go to the temple with Brad. Alright, anybody going with 88 or... Um, I'll go with him. 
Is that cool with you, Gwen? Sure. I can always, I, I, I've always been good at talking to law enforcement. <laughs> okay. Strange. That is exactly the expression that Nithis makes before she turns her way and walks, walks without saying anything to you at all. <laughs> okay, so. Um, so, uh, let's, do the, uh, let's do the temple folks first. Um, who is Mort going with? Or is he going home? Mort, Mort's, going, Mort's going back to the Lusty Narwhal. He can walk under his own he power, right? there. In fact, he says as such. He says, uh, "He says, uh, uh, I'm sure you guys were promised a reward or whatever." He says, "Come back to the Lusty Narwhal after you take care of your stuff." Uh, he says, "And Fedva and I will make sure you're well, well rewarded." Cool. All right. So, Temple Group. Uh, is Temple Group Nithis and uh, 88, was that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do the Constabulary Group. Constabulary Group. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Wait for you to say something. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for you to look up and pay attention, so. I was writing notes. I was <laughs> okay. waiting for you to tell us that we got in there or something. Constabulary group. We'll come back okay. to the temple group. All right. Uh, we arc our way over to the constabulary yeah. group. Just constabulary. All right. I, so, I, I spent a little bit of time kind of like darting around Elkley because, quite frankly, one of the largest creatures I've ever seen. Uh, so I do a dexterity check. <laughs> I can't really see my feet. I'm an elk. I don't think I would be. You know, <laughs> in a place I could get myself stepped in. <laughs> All right, so um, we follow directions. All right, so you go to the big, uh, big house in the center of town, kind of walking along with eighty-eight and uh, and uh, Nithius, and then because that's your directions are the same, and then converge off at those two points. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, so you, you two at the house take a left. Uh, and go down about half a half a block, uh, and you see the New Haven Constabulary on the right. Uh, a couple of guards leaving it as you approach and heading off on their patrols. Right. So what do you do? I'm gonna walk up to the door and then yeah. wait because I don't want to just toss this guy off my back, and he's too small to take him off. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> uh, so I just like, walk over to the door and I look pointedly over at uh, Gwen. Oh, and by the way, the whole time that you're walking over there, you all are getting very strange looks at the uh, at the kobold leading the moose. Leading <laughs> an elk with a or elk, rather. Is it a human? A uh, yeah, he's a human. Then unconscious human over over its back. All right. So I mean, this guy, this guy, we could just drop on the ground, right? It wouldn't. It wouldn't kill him. I mean, assuming he hit how the... you drop him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, like, completely unstrong. I mean, oh. it, I mean, Elkley could kneel down, and you could just sort of slide the guy off of... <laughs> I just kind of give a big elk sigh, and then tilt my head to the side, and use my uh, giant rat to hit the door and knock on it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> what giant rat? Nobody <laughs> wants to do this again. All right. <laughs> so I will. I will uh, walk into the constabulary. All right. So uh, you open the door. Uh, you see kind of a, a busy room uh, with uh, uh, people kind of dressed up in in a kind of similar armor, uh, bearing the crescent or the crest of the city on it. Uh, milling about talking to each other uh, and no one seems to be paying any attention to you or talking or noticing you. I'm just imagining like the door opens and Cobalt walks in and there's like a curious face in the, in the doorway. Right? <laughs> um, excuse me, can someone direct me to Jessica? No one seems to, you have to uh, like nobody seems to be paying attention to you. Uh, <laughs> I will um, hop up on a desk mm -hmm. and um, hello everyone, hello. Uh, can someone, we have a, uh, an unconscious bandit on an elk outside. We'd like to give over to Jessica, please. Uh, that, that catches a few, uh, <laughs> a few eyes. Uh, um, a, uh, a tall uh, human woman comes out of the office uh, and uh, looks looks at you and says, uh, "I'm Jessica Morningsteel." She says, uh, uh, "She says I he says something about a bandit." Uh, um, she's uh, she's got like a kind of short cropped red hair. Um, she's wearing uh, what looks to be like a breastplate. Uh, looks magical, um, and she's got a like kind of a long scimitar strapped uh, to her side. I, yes, we um, we had a run in with Dwight Muscles and his crew, and uh, we have one of those uh, poor unfortunate jackals outside. My friend is an elk, uh, and he he's on on her back. If if you get someone just a just a little bit taller than me to help him out, she says she says like every fourth word out of your mouth is pretty fantastical. She says, "Let's go meet your elk friend." When they, come, when they come through the door, uh, Burnley wags her tiny little octail. <laughs> she says, wow, this is quite the majestic creature. And look at that rack. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she, she kind of grabs the uh, guy off the back of you, uh, Elkley, and like easily lifts him off and kind of picks him up and looks at him. Okay, when she does that, I go friendly. Uh, she says, oh, yeah, yep, yep. She says, that's Ned for sure. One of the, uh, one of the... Uh, Ned and Ted. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's also Fred. <laughs> and Jen. And Jen, yeah. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, yeah, that's one of the Muscles boys, all right. She says, it's a shame you didn't get back, didn't capture Dwight. We had him for... A couple of minutes and then this like big cat thing has happened. Big blade cat with purple blood. It was weird. She says uh very aggressive. She says, oh she says you man she says you came across a shadowed sword bounder and lived. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Uh she says uh there's uh she says, I'm not, you know, we have no idea how many, she says, but 
there's definitely more than a few that live in the uh, in the grassy areas around here. She says, uh, real, real possessive of their territory. Uh, she says, uh, strange creatures. One of them mostly ate Brad, but he seems to be. She looks. She looks around for anybody else that could be potentially a Brad. Well, I think that I think the guard said his name was Brad Watson. Our companions are taking. <coughs> she says, "Doesn't ring a bell." It's a big town now. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's really not all that memorable. <laughs> um. She says, "Well, uh." She says, we did have a pretty good bounty, a pretty sizable bounty on Twite, she says. Um, uh, not so much for the henchmen, she says. But I'll tell you what, uh, you said there was, how many of you? Four of us. Five of us. She, says, uh, why, so, she, uh, says, she says, why wouldn't I count Brad? <laughs> I don't know. Crazy I forgot he existed. <laughs> <laughs> that was a short problem, uh, also, we didn't mention, but when we interacted with the group, the only one still alive besides this guy is Dwight. And he might be more sword bounder food at the moment. They are very aggressive and mean. She says that they are. She says, and deadly. She says, it's lucky you all were in a big group, otherwise probably wouldn't have survived. She says, well, uh, she reaches into uh, her pocket and pulls out five gold coins and gives them to uh, you, Gwen, since you're the kind of the, taking the lead here. <clears throat> well, thank you. Are there, are there um, other opportunities for bounties in this area? I mean, we're we're not scraping for cash yet, but we've all just arrived in town and are certainly looking for work. Uh, she says, yeah, she says, uh, well, we always have, uh, we always have uh, jobs up at the, on the board, she says. Uh, feel free to check that, she says. Uh, we keep our bounties posted there and other people that need work done that may be outside the city. That's the same word from Yeah. Preston. And it was and it was morning steel. Just good morning steel, yep. Okay. All right. Well, I, certainly, I don't think we need to take any more of this person's time. Yeah, I think we should go see if Brad's okay. Yeah. yeah so. Oh, a oh, question. Um, these shadow of sword founders. Why do they speak with other people's voices, and why was his? Do they have it so that when they get attacked, somebody it heals right away? Do you know that at all? Uh, she says, uh, she says they've been known to use the voices of the people they eat. Okay. She says it's creepy as hell. It is. Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoy that. She says, I've not heard of anybody spontaneously healing after an attack from one of them, though. That's we news. Should, we should probably go check out Brad. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that'll be a good idea. It's nice meeting you. Yeah. She says, uh, she says, you all seem like out of towners. She says, uh, staying for a while? Yeah, 
probably a bit. Yeah, I think so. Wherever, you know, adventure takes us. She says, well, she says, keep doing stuff like this. She says, it'll be in my good graces. She says, uh, she says, cause trouble or chaos. She says, well, then I'll be less hospitable. Hmm. Oh, I, I don't think I'd ever want to cause any trouble in New Haven. I don't think I know how to cause trouble. <laughs> she says, you know, normally I'd think that was bullshit, but from you... <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I believe it. Thanks. That's sweet of you. All right. Off to the temple? Yeah. Cool. All right. So, uh, meanwhile, at the temple, uh, 88 and uh, Nithyas, you uh, carry Brad. You So you go to the big house. You take a right. I got about halfway down. Uh, it's the temple that you uh, went past uh, earlier today, actually. What a long day it's been, 88. Mm-hmm. I thought Matt had a question, but I realized he's holding a bread. Hmm. <laughs> um, what's the vibe between you two as you walk down there? You two haven't been alone together before. I haven't been alone with anybody in the group yet, right? Oh, yes. I don't even think you guys have talked much to each other at this point. Yeah. Brindley has sort of been the social glue. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I, I'll be honest, Nithis isn't going to say much unless prompted. She's keeping an eye on Same. the crowd. So you two are just kind of walk in comfortable silence uh, until you arrive at the, uh, the temple. Um... As you enter, you see uh, there's shrines to uh, various gods, uh, major and minor. Uh, uh, what do you do? You see there's uh, people in prayer. You see people kind of going around tending to the tending to the uh, various uh, censers with incense and burning. Are there any sort of beds or anything? Any sort of what? Beds. Uh, not that you can see here in this this part. Okay. Well, I'll walk up to one of the guys lighting the the sensors and uh, ask him if there's anyone who can provide healing. Uh, he says, "Oh, uh, yes, of course." Um, he says, uh, "That's on the second floor." Um, what sort of ailment uh, is your friend experiencing? Uh, he got bit in the neck by a bladed cat, like as big as a horse. His eyes go kind of wide. He says, oh. Well, yes, we'd want to get him up there soon, uh, so the po- before the poison finishes the job. Uh, oh, shit. Should have known to be poisoned. <laughs> uh, he says, where's the wound? And he kind of... Uh, it was on the neck. It's really weird. It's gone. He says, well, that... That is strange. He says, did you magically heal him? Uh, I look at 88. I don't think anybody healed him. I don't think we had a chance. No. He kind of frowns. He says, well, um, he points He points to uh, like some stairs on the edge that kind of go up uh, to sort of a balcony that overlooks all of this, um, but then have like doors off to the side. He says, just go up the stairs. It's the first door on the right. 
Okay. As we, we exit the, hmm? I said we go. Oh, okay. As we exit the door, um, I will uh, take a look at ADA and I'll say uh, Silverpiece says he's possessed. Possessed by what? I don't know. Maybe by the bladed cat thing. Maybe by something else. Normal people don't feel like that. Do you bet 88? Do you gamble? I have not gambled before, no. Okay. Do you know what it is? I understand the principle. Do you want to gamble and bet on this? On a person's life? I feel like that is in bad taste. Well, I mean, he's healed. Is it in bad taste? I don't know Brad that well, and he's freaking me out that he's not healed, so I'm going to shrug and walk up the stairs. Out of, out of curiosity, is there a Shrine to Calamity in here? Uh, not that you can see, no. <laughs> okay. So we go up to this, the second door? Mm-hmm. On the second Our door? first door on the right, yeah. First door on the right. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, uh, as you open the door, you do see here, you see some beds, people lying them in them. And as you come in carrying a person, um, a uh, kind of a uh, like very weathered uh, looking old, like practically ancient elven woman comes over. Uh, she's wearing a holy symbol with a seven pointed star of purity as you, she recognizes the symbol of Tokakua. Uh, and she comes over and says, uh, "What? What is someone? Someone needs healing here. What? What is the issue?" Bit by a large bladed cat. Mm-hmm. She says, "A shadowed sword bound." Good to have. I you. don't know. She says, "Pitch black creature, fur made of swords." Yes, that is correct. She says, so rare that we see any survivors of a mauling like that. Yeah, this is um, a little bit weird, maybe. Maybe it's just going to quickly check for a pulse. He's, he's alive. He is alive. She says, lay him, lay him here on this bed, uh, post haste. <laughs> she uh, she kind of feels his forehead. Oh, she says, yes, he is in the throes of a fever. Uh, she uh, she kind of snaps her fingers and an uh, acolyte comes hustling up and she says, uh, a bin of cold water and a rag, quickly now. She, uh, she says, um, the wound is closed, she says. Which one of you, which one of you did that? No, no, it just sort of happened on its own. She squints. And it seems to be in thought at that. Um, she says, uh, I will attempt to neutralize the poison. Uh, as, the per- as the person comes over, uh, she puts the cloth on Brad's head. Uh, as you look at him, uh, he's just like, as he lays there and you get a good look at him for the first time, uh, he just like, his face is like covered in sweat. His face is flush. Uh, 
she says. Uh, she uh, says a prayer and holds her holy symbol uh, and puts a hand on his chest. Uh, and the holy symbol sort of glows for a moment with almost like a burning f- silver flame. And uh, as she touches him, he, like he kind of jerks and starts convulsing. She says, hold him down, hold him down. It won't do any good to have him flopping around like a fish. I hold him down. She says, you there, get his other side. She gestures at you, Mm Nithis. Yeah, I grab his feet. All right, so she continues to hold the healing magic on him. Uh, You both feel him just like kind of strain to keep him from like kicking you or hitting you. Uh, After after about another... 20 seconds though, uh, the magic subsides uh, and he, he goes limp. She says he's in the God's hands now. You mean he's dead? No, no, uh, no his recovery. Oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> he, he is alive. He's, whether or not he regains consciousness is up to the gods. She says, I've purified his body of any toxins using the purifying flame of Tokakua. So you said it was weird that his wound healed, right? She nods. She says, uh, it would have all the markings of magical healing. Really? She says, you can barely see a scar from where where he was sliced open. And no one on our team healed him? No, that's why that's why we're interested. <laughs> so confused. Okay. <laughs> she says she says, uh what, what do you know of, of your friend here? Is he, has he been touched? Uh, what does that mean? Any sort of, any sort of uh, divine creatures or some sort of ancestry? I mean, we just met the guy this morning. You said he's an orphan of the Black Rock clan. That's right. Black Mountain clan. Uh, orphan who went to the Black Mountain Academy. Yeah, that one. <laughs> she says what black mountain student what is his name Brad. Brad. wait his last name is russo right you don't know that or no you do know that yes oh, the right. guards called him brad yeah, Rosso. the guard the guards you get that information from the guards Rosso, Blatter. Hmm. he is unknown to me Uh, about this point, uh, Elkley and or Brindley and Gwen, you arrive at the temple. No longer an elk. Uh, we ask a person at the temple mm-hmm. where they bring somebody who has been injured and then eventually make their way upstairs, I assume. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so um, she says, wow, are you... Uh, about the point that you two enter, you see her, uh, this, this ancient elven woman talking to 88 and Nithis and she says, uh, she says, well, uh, do you wish to sit here with him or? 
Yeah. She looks up and says, who are you? Hi, I'm Brindley. We're all friends. We met today. Yes. <laughs> you can call me Gwen. My name's Nithis. And what's your name? Uh, she says, my name is Celebre. How do you spell that? C-E-L-E-B-R-E. So how's Brad doing? She says, uh, his body has been purified of the poison. Good. Why isn't he awake? She says, I'm not sure. He had a fever. Question. Uh, poison? Is that something you would get from getting bitten by one of those things? She says they're, she says they're saliva, she says, and they're venom. I don't remember. Was I bitten or clawed? You're clawed. Oh, okay. How, how about the claws? One of them got me pretty good. She shakes her head no. Oh, well, that's indeed. She, she says, just the bite. She says, there's something foul. She says, about their bites, something not of this world. Hmm. Good. That's purple blood. Interesting. That's not my favorite thing I've heard today. <laughs> <laughs> she says, uh, their bite, she says, as they eat their, as she says, as they eat their prey, they seem to. Oh, the talking thing. Absorb their essence. So basically, Brad's body may be healed, but he may also just be gone. She says, uh, it is up to the gods. The single bite. He must not have had much essence to absorb. <laughs> I can't see how my bed is in worse taste than that. <laughs> oh, God. Well, um, I am going to go find the Black Mountain Academy because he was an orphan, so maybe someone there has some sort of connection to him. I, I do feel like we should tell someone. If huh? we can find, I do think we should tell someone that he's here if we can find someone. Yeah. Gonna lean over Brad and be like, Brad, you gotta wake up because I want to know why you're all healed. Your neck. And I poke him a little bit and give him some more uh, healing and see if that does anything. <laughs> well, this is the first healing you've given him, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Eight. Eight points from my fate energy pool. I mean, from magic. <laughs> nice. All right, you heal him up. He does not wake up. Damn it. Okay. Darn. <sighs> well, should someone stay with him? Will you guys go, or do you think we should all go? As a group. This is up to you. I think we should all go. Okay. Do we know where it is? That's what we gotta find out. 
because I know where it is, but Brenda does not. <laughs> Celebrity, can you maybe tell us where? where the Black the Mountain Academy, she says. I go to the center of town, past, past the uh, mayor's house, go north. She says, it'll be on your left. She says, you cannot miss it. Uh, as you as, as she says that you recall that like it's literally across the street from the constabulary at least at least some of the buildings oh. <laughs> Did we see a sign at some point i don't i don't know you now recall it. seeing like a okay. <laughs> a uh black mountain academy uh oh, sign. Yeah. established two before calamity era <laughs> Okay, we go over there then. Yeah, I will. I will ask the priests if she wants anything, uh, any any payment for her services. Right. Uh, she says, um, "We have a box downstairs." She says, "Leave what you feel is fitting." Thank you. Have a nice day. If anything weird happens with Brad, uh, you want me to come back? will probably be like at our hotel if we don't learn anything interesting at the school. Um, so I'm staying over at the uh, New Haven Inn. So if he like starts dying or something, if you could like send us some word. She nods. She says, uh, she says, until you tell me otherwise, I will assume that you are the next of kin. Okay, thanks. Oh, oh that reminds me. The payment for the bandit might take one one of the gold out, and I put it in Brad's little coin pouch. He's got one, and then give everyone else their their gold piece. Ooh. It would have been a lot more for Dwight if we had managed to bring him back. Yeah, that's irritating. Yeah. And on our way over there, we kind of fill him in on what we learned from uh, Jessica, but it was basically the same thing they learned, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it was uh, very kind of you, Brindley, to show such interest in a stranger. Well, doesn't everyone? Not from my experience. <clears throat> Sad. My mom always says you have to be nice to everyone. That's a good philosophy. And you gotta take care of people who can't take care of themselves. All right, so uh, you head back north uh, past the cosplay and you see a sign that says uh, um, Black Mountain uh, Black Mountain Academy, uh, original campus, uh, <laughs> and uh, founded 1632 PC. All right, guess we go in. Check in uh, so where do you go? There's there are a bunch of buildings in the Black Mountain Academy, which is a surprisingly large academy. Is there like guards outside or kids outside working? Yes, uh, you actually notice that uh, you see um, there, there's apparently an academy uniform uh, because you see a lot of people dressed the same. They're doing a variety of jobs on campus. Uh, you see people cleaning stuff. You see people kind of like, uh, like maybe doing some drills, like... Uh, just some like lounging around reading books. 
I'll just walk up to the nearest one that doesn't look too busy to talk to me. Uh, so you walk up and uh, it's this uh, person who may looks, it's like a human uh, teen, maybe like 16 years old. Uh, and he's just kind of like drawing a tree. Is it good? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not good. <laughs> Life drawing one. <laughs> so I'll, I'll uh, crouch down and say, hey, kid. Uh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, we're here looking for some sort of superintendent, teacher, somebody who's in charge of kids. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean in charge? Don't you all answer to somebody? Well, yeah, there's a lot of people that we answer to. <laughs> Um, somebody who would care is somebody that went to the school drop mauled. Oh, you probably want to talk to the bursar then. Okay. Isn't a bursar somebody who collects money? <laughs> somebody yeah. who would care if somebody <laughs> went to the school drop mauled. <laughs> I mean, place to start. Where do we find the bursar? Uh, he points to like a small administration building that's not too far off the road. Okay, at least it's an administration building, so we can find somebody there. He says, uh, hey, out of curiosity, who was it? Brad Russo. He, you see the wheels turn, and he says, I don't know if I know Brad. Uh, voice. He says, I do know a Bradley Fingarian. No. Don't think that's his name. Unless somebody is wrong. I mean, about how, how old is this kid? Yeah, this kid's like he's like fifteen or sixteen. How old was Brad? He's like in his early early, early twenties. Yeah, he, he might be too young. Anyway, I like the drawing of the butterfly you're making. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tree. I like the drawing of the tree. Oh, it's a tree. As they, as the rest of the group starts walking away, I give them a couple of quick pointers and, um, and hopefully help them and say, you know, may Chalik bless your efforts at reflecting the reality of this world. What does the Black Mountain Clan uniform look like? Um, gosh, I kind of left it vague on purpose, <laughs> but um. I guess I guess it's just kind of a. It's like a, a perhaps like a white a white tunic, with a, kind of like a black, black trimming, um, and uh, like a, kind of a black uh, leggings under it. Okay. Uh, and then you know there are people that accessorize it. You know. <laughs> they have little buttons. <laughs> Fancy belts. I like. Cool. All right. So um, you head into the administration building. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you see. Uh, uh, you see a little some signs. Uh, there's like the bursar's office, the provost. Uh, probably like just one that just says general administration. 
Provost? Provost? Mm, probably don't want to bother the Provost. I mean, somebody's potentially dying, but okay. Yes, that's a little thing where you're from. Uh, <laughs> this place doesn't seem all that touchy-feely. The bursar. General administration, then, like somewhere in the middle. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so you head over to the general administration office? Yes. All right. Uh, so you head in there, uh, and it's uh, you just see um, kind of a small desk with a kind of uh, busy looking halfling behind it who seems to be scribbling a note. Uh, and then like, uh, so uh, his desk is in this room, there's a door behind him, and that is all it is in this room. He looks up and he says, uh, yes, can I help you? Uh, he says, you look a little old to be students, so what's, what's going on? Okay. We, uh, uh, Brad oh. Russo, used to go to school here? He says, uh, I know he did, he told me. Oh, okay, so. He's close to dying and we were gonna check and see if there's anyone here who cared? He says that the, the Black Mountain Academy cares about all of its students, both present and former. Good, great to hear. He says, are you looking for records on Brad or? No, he's dying, and we wanted to see if there's anyone who would go be with him who actually knows who he is rather than strangers who met him this morning. Uh, he says, well, he says, you'll want to talk to the bursar. Really? Why the bursar? <laughs> go to the fucking bursar's office. <laughs> I had an idea was working with us. <laughs> Thank you. It was nice to meet you. What's your name? Uh, he, he says, my name? Yeah. Uh, he, says, he says, it's, uh, it's Logan. Hello again. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for helping us. Oh, it's Caitlin, not Mrs. He says, uh, "Yes, yes, come." He says, uh, "He says, please do uh, let me know if, if there's anything else I can do to help." He says, "I'm sure uh, Varad will direct oh. you back my way." If uh, do you have those records? Like maybe like former health records that we could bring over to the cleric? Just he says, no, all that is managed by the office of the bursar. That's why I'm sending you. Oh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand anything that's happening here. <laughs> really? All right. Um, all right. So uh, you head uh, back down out of the, this room and over towards the bursar's office. Uh, uh, and when you get in there, uh, you see uh, a very large room uh, with uh, just sort of um, scroll, like just like scroll racks line all the walls. There's just thousands of scrolls tucked into various holes. Uh, there's just piles of books kind of around. Uh, it's very almost disarrayed, uh, disorderly seeming. Um, and sitting in the center of it all, uh, and a desk that is maybe just a little too small for him is just this large minotaur. Um, and he's got a almost comically small pair of reading glasses 
uh, that he's holding up as he kind of looks at a scroll. <laughs> um, he does not seem to notice you all come in as he's just kind of mumbling to himself as he reads. Uh, pardon us, exceedingly large individual. He looks up. Uh, he says, um, oh, hello there. He says, um, he says, you do not go to school here. Uh, no, we don't, but we, we just... Um... He says, none of you do, in fact. He says, he puts down the reading glasses and kind of puts them in a small protective case. Uh, and he says, uh, what can I do for you? Well, we were looking for, um, I don't know, someone, someone to tell about one of your former students who's been um, injured and is currently... I don't know how you would describe it. Unconscious at the temple? He says, oh, oh my. Also, He's... if you have any health records, we could give to his cleric. Um, he says, this is terrible news. Uh, he says, um, he says, what's the student's name? Uh, Brad Russo? No, not Brad. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Sta he stands up and he... He walks to like just kind of almost a random spot on the wall without even thinking about it. And he reaches up and he pulls a scroll out and he comes back over and he unrolls it. And he says, oh, Brad, he says, uh, you know, he, he wasn't a bad kid. I'm going to try to read that scroll while he has it. <laughs> <laughs> um, look over his shoulder. <laughs> are you trying to be stealthy about it or? Not especially. <laughs> uh, when, you, when he sees you looking, he kind of holds it at, at an angle away from you. <laughs> he says that pr the permanent records of our students, he says, are private, of course, you realize. Oh, oh yeah, I, I wasn't thinking, I'm sorry. He says, um, you know, we tried you know, so many different occupations for Brad. He just didn't seem to be happy with any of them. Yeah, adventure didn't work out that great either. Oh, he tried to, oh God, he was that desperate. We, of course, would have welcomed him back. He just, he, he grew, he grew weary of failing. You'd think he would be good at like, maybe like medicine stuff, because he seems to heal himself up just fine. Um, uh, he says, anyway, uh, he, he didn't seem, he doesn't seem to quite get what that means and kind of moves past it. Uh, he says, uh, he says, I'm not noted, noted, I don't have any notes of any uh, peculiar health risks. He says, uh, he says, let's go over, he says, and take a look at him. He says, um, I would hate for him to, he says, he has nobody. He says, his, oh, he says his, his parents are deceased. He says, uh, roll, he rolls up the scroll, puts a uh, cap back on it, and tucks it into a satchel that he, that he didn't pick up. Uh, he says, let's were walk parents, over. Were his parents known? Uh, do you know who his parents were? Uh, he says, um, well, he says, I, I don't know them personally. He says, uh, he says, apparently they were killed, he says, in a carriage accident. He says, uh, he says, uh, 19 years ago, he says, uh, when Brad was just four. And were they human? I says, yes, they were both human. Do you have any idea why you might have spontaneously looked after being eaten by a big sword cat? He says, bitten, uh, not eaten. Or bitten, sorry. 
uh, he says, no. Uh, he says, uh, Brad never showed any particular aptitude for anything, let alone spontaneous healing. Uh, and he says, I don't say that out of malice. He says, I, I, I genuinely want the best for that kid. All right, well, we'll take you to where he is right now. All right, so he, he leaves the administration office and... Uh, uh, what we're kind of, getting is that Brad is the anti-Wesley Crusher. He's not good at anything and everyone loves him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, he, uh, he, he, says, he kind of walks out of the... Uh, he says, now where is Brad at? You said he's in some sort of healing. Is he at the temple? The yeah. temple. Second floor, first door on the right. Uh, he walks out, uh, starts walking down, you're walking down the campus. Uh, people, as he walks by, people kind of look up at him and say hi. Varad. He nods. He greets each person by name. Oh, uh, we didn't get your name. Oh, he says, my name is Varad. Varad. Hi, I'm Brindley. Brindley Horler. Uh, this is 88, and that's when his name's actually a lot longer, and that's Nithis. Mm-hmm. How do you say it, Caitlin? Nithis. Nithis. I would know, but I did not know. Yeah. Um, he says, well, my name, he says, my full name is Varad Thunukalathi, he says, but uh, you can just call me Varad. Nice to meet you. Um, he he uh, keeps walking and he says, Logan, how's the trees coming? Logan says, not great, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he says, well, keep, keep trying, he says. Uh, we'll find something that fits you. <laughs> Uh, he uh, keeps walking as he walks by someone else. He says, "Hey, he says, hey there, Anne. He says, "Good work on your on your mortaring skills last week." He says, "That wall looks tip top." Thanks, Rod. How many students do you have? Uh, he says, uh, "Worldwide or here?" Here. Uh, he says, uh, "Almost nine hundred." Wow. Wow. Is the is the they're Black Mountain clans down in Windhaven. Uh, there, yes, there is a Black Mountain uh, Black Mountain Academy in Windhaven. Um, similar mission. Mm-hmm. He says so is uh, it, it's not just orphans. It's just uh, a general vocational school. Uh, it is. Um, it is a general vocational school. Uh, it is free to those that are of under undue hardship. So, um, and then it costs money for those that come from more financially prosperous households. Uh, they also make money by like contracting with local cities to like, so essentially the students will go out and practice their trade in the city. Uh, you know, the city pays the Black Mountain Academy for that. Uh, and then they give a, lot, a chunk of that money back to the students. So, so. Uh, but they're, but yeah, they uh, they have a, their mantras that they don't turn away anybody uh, that needs education or shelter. So, yeah. So uh, he walks with you guys. Um, even even down the street, uh, he gets some familiar nods from what you would guess as maybe former students, uh, some guards, some people like working with some plants and like planters and stuff. Uh, a big muckety muck vibe off of it. What's a muckety muck vibe? Like he's a he's a big cheese. 
he's just it's less that people it's less deferential just more that people just seem to like him Everyone. and he seems to know a lot of people so how long have you been here uh he says well he says uh i'll be 35 years next year he says i was a former student myself And they trained you in schooling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, "My," uh, he says, "I, I had a, a uh, he says, a, um, a talent for numbers." Uh, he says, "But also, he says, I, uh, I don't forget anything." Well, that sounds terrible. <laughs> he says, "It's a gift and a curse." He says, "I remember every student that's ever come through." Uh, he says. Uh, I remember every face I've ever met. Wow. I, I do want to read Rod the Minotaur account fanfic though. What's Rod? What's Rod the Minotaur? Rod. Oh, Rod the Minotaur. Oh, Rod. Rod the Minotaur account. <laughs> Are we at the temple yet? Yeah, you can make it to the temple. <laughs> um. <clears throat> All right, so uh, you uh, get to the temple, head back upstairs. A couple people nod up for Rod as you go in. Uh, and he comes in and he says, uh, oh, hello, Salibre. She nods. She says, Varad. She says, uh, says, I was expecting to see you after they left. Uh, he goes over to Brad and says, how is, how is the boy? She says, as fate is in the hands of the gods now. She says, he says, that's always, he says, that's your go-to answer whenever you're not sure about anything, Salibre, and he kind of gives her a nudge, which, she, which she does not seem to appreciate. <laughs> she says, that's because it is in the hands of the gods. Uh, knowing some of the gods, that's definitely not a good thing for Brad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, he says, uh, "Well, I appreciate you all bringing this to my attention." He says, uh, "I'll make sure that Brad gets the care he needs here." Cool. Good news. Uh, let me know if anything weird happens, or he gets better, or he anything knows. weird happens. Oh. Give him our best. Oh, 25 gold. So one of us will bring that by once we collect it. He nods. He says, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. And he owes five coppers to one of the guards at the gate. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> well, I'll make sure he pays it. He says, every, every person should pay their debts. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so he, he pulls over a chair uh, and carefully sits on it, the chair creaking under his weight. <laughs> Should we go get our money then at the La Serie Unicorn Yes, I think that sounds good. And then I could use a good night's rest. Yeah. What time is it? It's getting late. Uh, it's It's been a long day. <laughs> mm -hmm.
<sighs> so you head back to the lusty normal. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, when you come in, uh, you hear kind of an "Hey!" as Thedva and Mort stand up and kind of happily cheer and clap for you all. Uh, and then they realize that Brad's not there with you, and Thedva says, "Oh, he did not make it." Touch and go. He's recovering at the time. Well, he's unconscious. I think it'll be okay. Apparently, it's in the hands of the god. He will probably <laughs> die. <laughs> uh, well, Thedva says, "Come on over." She says, uh, and she pulls out a um, a a like a, a long bottle with a uh, cork in the top of it. Um, and she says, "Fancy whiskey." Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she says, uh, "Pull up, pull up some chairs. Pull up some chairs." And uh, she sits at a table uh, and uncorks the bottle and pours uh, six shots of of this whiskey. Brindley looks at it very curiously. She says, uh, "She says this. She says this is a twenty-five-year-old Sujeruzian uh, 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 whiskey." She says. Uh, she says, I watched it be laid down, and she says, and I watched it be uncorked, she says. Nice. Impressive. She says, uh, only one, she says, only one barrel of this particular vintage was made, she says, and as far as I'm aware, she says, this might be the last bottle of it in existence. Where's it from? Uh, she says, Sujurus, up north. She says, uh, she says, a whiskey maker I traded with owed me a favor. She says, so I had him, I had him, uh, she says, distill this particular vintage. Cool. Is Nithis excited? She seem excited? Inside check. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Outside it are you? I rolled not high. <laughs> I rolled 13. You, you don't see much change in her expression, but she does take the glass very quickly. Cool. All right, so you just drink it? She says, I'd recommend sipping it. She says, do you drink a lot of whiskey? No. Yes. I don't drink anything. You give it a shot. She says, oh, she says, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, she says, but... Uh, so it just means more for us. No offense. Brindley takes a sip. Goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. She One says, uh, and she runs off. <laughs> <laughs> how, would, how would a water genasi handle the dehydrating effects of alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a great question. <laughs> At the very least, Brunner cannot handle really, really good whiskey. <laughs> that's not her thing. <laughs> She's gone for like five minutes. <laughs> uh, 
She says, uh, is she going to come back or is she gone? Uh, I imagine she'll come back. We haven't been giving her money yet. Yeah, she may need something a little not as strong. Uh, she says, uh, she, uh, she sips it and goes, ah. Uh, for those of you that do drink whiskey, it is exceptionally smooth. <laughs> Gwen, have you ever had whiskey before? I don't think I ever have, but considering, <laughs> considering I'm a race of like carrion feeders, <laughs> I imagine it tastes okay. So. <laughs> um, she, uh, she uh, throws out five uh, velvet, little velvet bags onto the table. She says, 25 gold pieces is promised. She says, Mort said that you all were expert negotiators. Mort nods and he says, yes, quite, quite thrilling. Actually, the negotiations went quite poorly. We had to kill most of them. That's still a form of negotiating. She says, oh, the shame that is. Yeah. On my way back from the bathroom, I grab a uh, a shandy at the bar. <laughs> a what? A shandy. What is that? Half lemonade, half ale. Ha! <laughs> I'm sorry. It's great. <laughs> shandy. Uh, she so she says, uh, twenty-five gold, just like we promised. She says, sorry about that business with the. Weird shadow cat. She says, uh, though you, you know, when you're going through the wilderness, she says, you just see things like that. She says, uh, she says, all right, that's why we always bring guards in our caravan. Have you ever seen one of those before? She says, there's nothing like that, she says, but there are weirder, weirder creatures out there than that. Is it really weird around here? She says, honey, that's just the state of the world. Oh, I mean, I've been funny. traveling quite a while. Did I see weird shit like that on my way here? Yeah, you're level three. You probably fought some of it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Same for you. All of you, except for maybe Brindley. Yeah. <laughs> Brindley, at some point, we're going to have to figure out where you got your first two levels from. <laughs> um, I'm thinking I killed some... Uh, I got hired to kill some rats by a bar guy. Oh, instead yeah. of killing them, I just explained to them that they should really go somewhere else. <laughs> and that's what I have. <laughs> All right. So uh, she says, which brings me uh, to my next point. She says, uh, she says, Mort says you're probably not interested. She says, but we're going to have to hire new caravan guards before we go. She says, uh, she says, pay is good. She says, you get to see the world. Uh, this doesn't really it seems cold. Thanks for the offer. Yeah, thank you so much. She says, hey, it would be, it'd be foolish for me not to try. She says, uh, she says, uh, you, see, you all seem to have good heads on your shoulders. She says, but no worries. We'll find other people. I just really appreciate that you believe in us. She says, well, you brought Mort back. You brought him back in one piece. She says, I don't know what I'd do without my brother. And she kind of, she kind of, you know, noogies his head a bit. She says, yeah, stop it. I snicker thinking about the, what, 15 gold she was going to pay, pay us for his dead body? 10. 10, 10 okay. You told Mort about that, too. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> this is business. 
Well, she cares about Mort. She wants to, you know, if he did die, she would like to bring him back to the ancestral home to give him a proper burial. He didn't seem to agree, but it's that's why I think it's funny. <laughs> so she says, well, in that case, uh, we still got three quarters of a bottle of whiskey to go. So uh, I sip on my shandy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here until that bottle's gone. So um, can I order like chips or something for the yeah, table? I'm bar sure food. Get bar food for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm about halfway done with my whiskey. I'll head up to the bartender and uh, ask if they have any entertainment in the place. After you get done with that glass of whiskey, considering your very, 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 very small size, can you walk? <laughs> oh, no, I, said, I said about halfway through the glass of whiskey. I don't think the rest of it's getting. <laughs> uh, uh, the bartender, same bartender as this morning, says, no, we don't, we don't do that here. Right. She would says, you, if, "Would you like to?" She says, "Absolutely not." <laughs> <laughs> she says, "She says, uh, no offense." She says, "But if you want to go sing Kumbaya with your other Chalik worshippers, she says, there's a half dozen other taverns in this town." <laughs> All right, fair enough. She says that the Lusty Narwhal is for drinking, flirting, and consummating the flirting in one of our rooms <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> Oh, how gross are those rooms? <laughs> I was going to be here tonight, but now. Yeah. Oh. They're very well cleaned for the time. Hourly <laughs> special. Yeah. No, we don't have hourly specials. <laughs> she, uh, says, she says, we want no part of any of this godly yeah. business. Oh, for, for us, it's not always godly. It's just entertainment. But I understand if you're not interested, I can. I can find somewhere else to hang my hat and, uh, and play a few songs. Sorry, you going to say, Matt? I was going to ask what the bartender's name is. Yeah. Oh, you go up and ask? Yes. Oh, she says, uh, my name is uh, Caldania. What's yours? I am 88. She says, uh, she says, well, pleasure, 88. You can call me Cal. Cal, it is nice to meet you. And I'm going to slide my undrunk shot glass across the bar. Mm -hmm. Might I be able to use your tap room to rest tonight? She uh, picks it up and sniffs it, takes a sip. Her eyes kind of go big and she says, yeah, go for it. And she Thank you. takes a nice sip of it. She goes, oh, that's good. 88, why don't you want your own room? I don't require a room. Can't you sleep? Not really. Oh, okay. I just need to rest. Interesting. I mean, you could get a room. Just because you don't require one doesn't mean you don't have to have one. Maybe he likes tap rooms. Could be. I think it sounds cool. It is cheaper. Yeah. Edva says, I used to know a Warforged who loves staying in opulent rooms. Really? She nods. She says, uh, he, uh, she says, uh, he, he was in my caravan troop for a while. She says, uh, as a, as well as a guard. 
Did he die? <laughs> Gruesome. <laughs> Super grim, friendly. <laughs> yeah. She says, Un- unfortunately, yeah. That's oh, no. what I thought you were going to say. That's sad. She says, he was a great guy, though. He seems pretty cool. She says, he really liked those opulent rooms. He said, to him, it was some sort of joke. He said, uh, it'd always be like, uh, I got the fanciest room in the place, and I just stood in it. <laughs> that seems wasteful. She says, I thought so, too, but, you know, that, that was always him. Well, that's his name. <laughs> 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 reach it back into your book. It's wonderful timing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, yeah, she says his name was 30, she says, but uh, we always just called him Dirty 30. She <laughs> says, his, hey, don't look at me. It's his, his call. She says, he apparently picked up a panache for what he called humor. Hmm. Oh. I, she says, never never anything I really found much funny, but he had his quirks. He was a but you know, he was a solid guy. He uh you always had your back, it was always real nice. What happened to him? <laughs> he died. We have established <laughs> this. <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry, I should have asked. She says, no, it's okay. She says, uh, she says, we were beset upon by a hill giant. Mm, that's rough. Yeah. She says, uh, she says, uh, yeah, we, uh, we barely made it out of that one. She says, uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> okay. Okay. The next time you turn into an elk, he has to stand there with his arms up like horns. Yes. <laughs> You said next time when you had to turn into an elk, you have to stand there with your hands up. She says, uh, she says, uh, only a handful of us made it out of there. She says, none of the goods did. Oh, I'm so sorry. She says, uh, yeah, we lost some real. She says, she says, real early on too. She says, uh, we've we've learned better routes since then kind of gotten smarter about scouting and stuff, but uh, it's a hard lesson. Yeah. Um, I pat her on the shoulder. have you been running a caravan? Uh, she says a little over 100 years. She says about 110. Caitlin, can you lean forward? Hmm? Can't really hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I just said, damn. My stomach stopped hurting, so I'm relaxing. <laughs> she says, oh yeah, plenty of stories from the road. What's your favorite place you ever visited? Hmm. She says, favorite place, she says. Well, if I'm being honest with you, it's nowhere up north, she says. It is freaking cold up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She I says, I don't, I, don't, I don't blame you for turning that down, she says. <laughs> I mean, it's a really nice offer. Uh, 
She says, uh, for me, she says, probably down in Pericles, she says, there's this wonderful beach city. Uh, she says, called Bahari. She says, uh, we go down there every, every few years or so to pick up goods to take back north. Uh, she says, uh, apparently it was like a favorite, she says, a uh, favorite, like, summer home of, like, Calamity the God. <laughs> she says, and, and well, she says until then all the tourists started coming because it was the god's favorite place and she stopped coming because it was so touristy yeah i'd imagine that would get annoying yeah. at, least, at least that's what at least that's how the, the rumors go she just could just be she could, could just be marketing for all i know calamity usually likes things before what john it's calamity normally likes things before they're I still didn't. I still didn't catch yeah, that you're... last bit. You keep turning away from your mic. No, I, I think I'm muted. Um, no, you are. We heard the first we hear part, part of it. you. Yeah. No, calamity normally likes things before they're cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound a little more distant and echoey today. I'm not sure what's. I think it's. I might be on the wrong mic. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Oh, we'll figure it out next time. No yeah, use futzing yeah. with it now. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, you all share stories or not, uh, depending on who you are, and um, and drink into the night uh, between uh, Mort, Thedva, and Nithis. Uh, that bottle is drained. I have uh, two and a half shandies. <laughs> You're pretty blitzed. <laughs> Um, uh, who's staying where that evening? I know, uh, I mean, I know 88 staying here. I know Brindley staying back at the New Haven Inn. Nithis, are you staying in that kind of, uh, claptrap you woke up in this morning? No, I got gold now. I'll stay here if there's a <laughs> Yep. Five silver pieces. Yes, please. Uh, what about you, uh, uh, Gwen? Well, I was going to, I was going to try to use my, um, my entertainer background feature, mm -hmm. um, which just says I can always, I can always find a place to perform, and if so, I get free room. Mm -hmm. um, but I wonder if that would apply in, in a city like this, just because there would be so many entertainers packed in this town. <laughs> they have them all. Of them. Yeah, I would say <laughs> not to, not to invalidate your character choices or abilities, but yeah, it would be. <laughs> It would be a lot harder in this city than it would be in other. It'd yeah. be like having actors in LA for through and more. It's like just like everybody's a damn bard in this town, so you know <laughs> they're not going to want some paladin noodling around in the beat. No. Okay. On the way yeah. back to New Haven Inn, I want to drop off Brad's money for him. Uh, I would just stay at the at the. What do you call it? Less than normal. Less than normal. Right. Uh, so the, the uh, temple is closed for the evening. Uh, uh, do you knock at the door? Sure. Okay. An acolyte opens the door and says, yes, can I help you? Hi. Um, my friend is up there in the healing rooms being hopefully getting better. Um, and I have to give him 25 gold. She says, I'll take it to him. Okay. And I give it to him. 
All right. He says, thank you. I'll make sure it gets to him. And I watch his face. Roll me an insight check. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm rolling so low on these insight checks, but I need to add so much to it. It's still only level three, so it's not great. 11. He seems to be on the up and up. Cool. But I mark his face in case he doesn't get. What I meant was I like mark his face in case he doesn't get his twenty-five gold, so I could be like that. So one. you kind of just squint at him for a moment. <laughs> Door shuts. Thank you. And then I wander back to the gate and I try to find that guard and give him five copper. Oh, that guard's off duty by now. Oh, okay. Then I just go home. Okay. <laughs> Well, that was a long day. Mm -hmm. That was a long day. <laughs> uh, it is now the eighth of planting. Yay. The sun rises on the start of a new week in New Haven. Uh, the uh, the quiet city of yesterday has given away to um, a busier, uh, more kind of hubbubbish uh, city than there was the day before. Uh, people are going to and fro on uh, work errands and uh, uh, markets. The shops that were previously closed are now open, and there's people outside kind of hawking their wares, <laughs> calling out at folks. Um, what do folks do? I'm going to wake up early, take a bath, do my hair, get dressed, and then go downstairs and eat their free breakfast. Okay. Uh, you go downstairs, uh, you hear some singing and clapping as uh, there's some clerics of, uh, some, some kobolds, worshippers of Chalak down there, uh, kind of jambering it up before breakfast. 88 is sitting in the exact same place he was when you went to bed. <laughs> so I'm at the New Haven Inn. Yes. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yep. All right. So you, yeah, eat your, you eat your breakfast. What do you do? I give... Five copper to the guys before me. Oh, they, they refuse it. They say, oh, no, no, it's our, our way of celebrating our God. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I say, would you like to join a log? No, I'm good, but you're doing really well. <laughs> and then I'm going to head over to the Lusty Marowell and see if I can find any of these guys. All right, uh, so it's the morning at the Lusty Narwhal. Uh, 88, you are still in sentry mode. That's what you call, that's what your race calls sleep, right? Basically, yeah. Okay. I sat in the corner for six hours and didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> but crucially, you can still percept when you're doing that, right? Yep. Nice. Mm, don't eat, don't sleep. That's Matt. <laughs> 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 Pushing the boundaries of what life could consider it considered to be. <laughs> All right, so uh, Gwen and Nithis, you both wake up. Uh, what do you do? Um, uh, oh, Sean's breaking up. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. Okay. <laughs> um, I would uh, get up and uh, also just morning abulations, and I would take the uh, the last of the black hair dye that I have, mm -hmm. 
and renew that. Okay. And then head down and get breakfast. Okay. Right. So you head down and get breakfast. Um, uh, you see uh, Brindley down there already when you come down the stairs. Morning. At the bottom of the stairs and fortify, fortify myself with a deep breath <laughs> and join her. Ask me uh, for a morning ale. All right, you you get served a morning ale. Uh, Eighty-eight. You hear from uh, from your your spot in the tap room. You hear Brindley's voice. <laughs> but I assume she was talking to Nithis. Yes. Yeah. So I don't say anything. Okay. So are you in a different room? Or are you in like the bar area room? So I'm just in the tap room, like where they put the other. Yeah, I assume that's just the bar room. Oh no no! Uh, the, sorry, the tap room is like where they have like all the kegs and like the ales and stuff. Oh no, sorry, I just meant the bar. Oh room. yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, you see eighty-eight in the corner, just standing there. I said hello, uh, happy good morning to eighty-eight as well. Good morning, Brindley. <clears throat> how how was your night? A standard evening. Cool. I order a lemonade for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you also come down the stairs. Yeah, what, what uh, kind of day is it outside? Uh, it's a nice spring day. Awesome. I have a feeling that um, the whiskey hit me in an unexpected way, so I slept later than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I'm, I look outside, it's very nice, and you know, I'm finally in New Haven, and um, I come, you know, I think bounding down the stairs would probably be a, a mm-hmm. half description and uh, and uh, kind of run up to my companions of the day. Hey, how's, I, how are you doing? Did you sleep well? Isn't this yeah, place cool? Right. What about football? I said, isn't this place cool? Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice enough, yeah. I wonder if we can get some eggs. I'm going to go try and get some eggs. A person comes around to your table and says, what would you like for breakfast? Uh, let's see. Uh, eggs and bacon and pancakes. And everybody, you, would you like some eggs and bacon and pancakes? I already had breakfast, but can't find any small pastries. I'll take a couple of those. They say, uh, the bartender says, well, everything you want, uh, your meal's been covered. So. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, she says that dwarven trader woman who got hammered last night agreed to pay for your, your breakfast. <laughs> oh, great. And paid us very generously. So oh. literally whatever you would like for breakfast, you, you may have. Wow. In that case, I'll have like a full egg and like and a, a full strip of bacon and, 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 and a human-sized pancake with, with, a, with a human-sized pat of bun. I do love pancakes. All right, so, are you saying you wish for the pancake to be the size of a human? <laughs> <laughs> no, size for a human. I mean, a human has a pancake that's like as big as my torso. Can All right, so, I also have pancakes? Yep. So they, uh, she goes back and she gets you. Oh, I'm assuming Nithis, you want probably some sort of. Yeah, like porridge with fruit. And maybe some bacon. All right. So the wait, just comes back and like 20 minutes later, comes back out with all your food. Uh, uh, Gwen, your eyes go large at the, at the uh, 
just the full set of like a, a large stack of pancakes and like three strips of bacon and three eggs. This is incredible. No wonder the breakfast, they kept talking about the, the breakfast in the New Haven Chronicles. What's the New Haven Chronicles? What's the story of the heroes of New Haven and how they helped Chalik save the world? Oh, I would know that then. It's a very famous book series. Nithis didn't ask that question. She would have that knowledge. Oh. <laughs> I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> what are the New Haven Chronicles? And then now it's in count. Uh, as you guys are eating breakfast, uh, Brad comes in with his red shirt. Hey! Brad! He says, oh, hey, good morning, everybody. He, uh, he pulls up a chair and sits down. He says, uh, he says, hey, I woke up and found 25 gold pieces in my pocket, he says. Right, Brindley, I, I hear you're the thing for that? Oh, yeah, yeah. We just I just dropped it off. Well, we all got it and dropped it off on the way back. Yesterday. That's great. He uh, says, oh, you guys have breakfast. He says, I think I'll order some too. <laughs> he says, my bartender, uh, yes, uh, I'll have what the kobolds have. So much talking. When did you regain consciousness, Brad? Oh, he says, uh, he says, well, just about 20 minutes ago, he says. You're very different for almost dying yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Brad, says, can I ask you a personal question? He says, uh, yeah, he says, the, the Salibre said I had kind of a fever, and he says, and uh, apparently Varad watched over me most of the night, he says, uh, which I didn't expect. Yeah, just before that, though, you... you he says, yeah, what, what happened? He says, last thing I remember, I was carrying some, some bandit, and then I woke up in that bed. Yeah, you had your throat ripped out. I don't understand how you're alive. Yeah. yeah, but then you got better, which is weird. Yeah. So, no, yeah, thanks for healing me. No, we didn't. Yeah. I mean, we would have if we were going to, but we what didn't. What exactly was it that you were touched by the divine? I'm not they that touched by the divine. They didn't say that, right? No. Okay. I think celebrity said that he. That's she one. Asked if he had been, but uh, she didn't say that he was. He was, right? Yeah, she didn't. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. When I detected magic in the camp yesterday, did I detect anything on Brad? No. Okay. Then I won't do that now. Though, I will say you can roll an insight check. I'm going to insight. Can I roll that too? No. That's a good one, finally. Um, (laughs) No. 23. Ooh, I got an actual point. So I beat you by one. <laughs> um, those of you got a higher than a 20, Brad is holding something back. He, he knows something that he is not saying. Brad? <clears throat> he says, well, I'm just happy to be alive, you know? That's... We're all happy you're alive, too. But friends don't lie to each other. He's not lying. We just that he doesn't need to tell us everything about him, even though it'd be really nice if he did. What are you guys talking about? There's, says, there's something you're not telling us. That's that's pretty direct. He says, "You are you calling me a liar?" No. You could be shading the truth a little bit. He says, "This is a." He gets kind of flustered. 
I mean, you don't meet cool, mysterious people all the time. So, like, we just want to get to know you better. So you seem a little confused, Brad. Should we demonstrate and I'll pick up a fork off the table? No! No, Lady <laughs> Eight! No! Absolutely not! No! What? Please a fork. <laughs> says, uh, no, no. For a moment, Brindley looked like incredibly curious to see what was going to happen. And then I kind of remembered when Nithis reacted. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> he says, uh, he says, I'm not really allowed. Look, I can't. I, I can't tell you. Can you hint at it until we guess? Um, How much distress is Brad in right now? He is now visibly, like, all of you can see that he is wrestling with something that. All right. Well, Nithis is going to bang her cup down a little bit. He kind of jumps a little bit. Yeah, so uh, are we going to keep uh, traveling together? You guys want to check out the constabulary today? He says, oh, are you guys coming with me? Where are you going? He says, uh, he says I ran into Thedva on the way here. He says, uh, I'm going to go up north with her. Too cold for me, man. Yeah. Good luck with it, though. But that's good. You got something to do. You got purpose. Yeah. yeah. Be careful, Brad. I mean, not that you need to be that careful, apparently. <laughs> that's true. Um, bring yourself back to life. That's a pretty awesome skill to have on the road. He said, I can't bring myself back to life. It's, it's, it's close enough for New Haven work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, have you always been able to do that? All right, let's stop making the kid nervous. Look at him. He says, look, I, not allowed to, I'm, to I'm, I'm not allowed to say anything. He says, but let me just, he kind of grabs his glass and the glass frosts up. What is, that sounds familiar <laughs> to me. Kel did that, didn't she? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it should just be a magic that they both know. He says, I wasn't able to do that yesterday. Huh. Hmm. Less strange. Huh. Hmm. He says, yeah, it really is. Hmm. And he says, and if I tell you, he seems to be carefully like considering how, what he's saying. If I tell you how I learned this, I could lose it. That's fine. Can I do some sort of intelligence check and see if it sounds like he made a pact with something? <laughs> I mean, would Brindley know <laughs> would about pacts? Would Brindley pecs? know that, sweetheart? <laughs> that seems like an Amanda ask, not a Brindley <laughs> ask. What is it, Brindley? <laughs> <laughs> I do speak. <clears throat> hmm. Roll me, um, Amanda, you can roll me an arcana check. Uh, 
Ooh, nice, 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 nice. I don't think I add anything because I am. Um, ooh, I add two. Uh, 17. You hear a little voice in your head that just says, he made a pact. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh shit, Brindley's crazy. <laughs> Y'all got secrets. <laughs> yeah. Secrets on secrets on secrets. Cool. So, Brett says, well, uh, he says, anyway, I'm just going to head over to my hovel and get it like a change of shirt and maybe some new pants. Uh, and uh, he says, my old one's covered in blood. Uh, but he says, you know, it was real good adventuring with you guys for like a day. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll yeah. cross paths again in the future. Hey, hey Brad. Take care of yourself. Brad, Best of luck. Good luck. One, one thing, power almost never comes for free. So you be careful. He says, what'd you have to give up to get yours? <laughs> Dignity. But I do have to. That's a character. That's a dignity. Oh well, it's true. <laughs> and, with, and with that, he gives you a friendly and light pat on the back when, and he kind of uh, nods to all you guys and says, "Well, till I pass across again." Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. And uh, he. Be good takes his breakfast and kind of uh, puts the bacon and the eggs inside of the pancakes and rolls it up into like a pancake burrito and then uh, takes off. <laughs> breakfast on <sighs> That kid's screwed. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. So, what are you, what are you all going to do now? I Come mean, Memphis to talk about I was going to say, should we check the job board? That's what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Job board. Yeah. All right. So you all finish your breakfast and head out together to go look at the job board. And that's what we'll pick up next time. Hooray! Hooray. <clears throat> Cool.